Hello, everybody. Welcome back to On Sports Amateur Hour. This podcast was recorded on Anchor.fm, and you're listening to episode number two, The Deuce. On this episode, we'll be discussing last night's Super Bowl, which was a big win for Big Red and the Chiefs organization. We'll also briefly be touching on the tragedy involving the Bryant family and all others involved last weekend. Cheating in baseball. Brandon has uncovered a win percentage discrepancy in professional sports. I'm going to be discussing some college basketball, and Joe is going to vent about the Washington Capitals. Go Birds, let's start the pod. Duh. So like if we get like a nice shotgun mic. So you guys talk. I'm just curious. Just talk. Say something. You just want us to talk right now? Just say something. You just want me to say something. Say something in this general direction. I hate the Penguins. This past weekend, we lost not only a basketball icon, but a global icon in a tragic accident. Um, Not only Kobe Bryant, but John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Alyssa Altabelli, um, assistant coach Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, her daughter Peyton Chester, and Ara Zobian, the pilot, as well as Kobe's daughter Gigi Bryant, all passed away in that horrific helicopter crash last weekend. Um, we at On Sports know that this time is difficult for all those families involved, as well as anybody else going through the grieving process right now. Um, and our love is with you all. Before we continue, we're going to be doing a 24-second moment of silence to honor these victims. When we're back, we'll be discussing Kobe Bryant's legacy. All right, everybody. We're back to listening to episode number two, The Deuce. We're going to be discussing Kobe Bryant now and his legacy. Um, I don't know about you guys, but when this all happened last week, it was one of the most surreal just things I ever experienced. Yeah. I remember like... I just went on my break at work and I like, I looked at Twitter and there was that TMZ article that that stupid TMZ article that just got tweeted out way too early. So then there was just like a crazy, just like 20 minutes of confusion from everybody. Um, And while it was happening, I sort of realized it sort of just, it just gave me this weird feeling because Kobe's one of those people that even if you don't watch sports or anything, Everybody knows who he is. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. It doesn't matter if it's like sports or anything. It, and that was sort of like his whole thing, like the whole thing with like the mama mentality and stuff. It just, it transcended anything beyond sports. Mm-hmm. It was just whatever you put your mind to, you can do. And you Make can accomplish sure that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And as long as you love it, you're going to be successful at what you do, however you measure your success. So when all this was happening, it was just extremely surreal. It was just bringing up like for me, just like, I think about all the times that I was like playing basketball in like my backyard and stuff. And like me and all my friends had Kobe jerseys. We had LeBron jerseys and stuff, but Kobe was just one of those monumental figures, one of those larger than life sort of guys. And then just as the story was unfolding and everything, it was just becoming more and more real while I still couldn't really process it. It was just becoming more and more real. Um, But then as it started to become more and more real, the, one thing that shot into my mind was I just really hope and pray that 
nobody else or none of his other family members were also on the helicopter. And then as soon as it all came out that like his daughter and like all those other people were also on that helicopter, it it just, it just tore my heart in half. I just, I couldn't, I could barely keep it together the rest of that day. It was just like, and it's just one of those things with like social media and stuff. Now you just can't escape it. Yeah. yeah. It's like you turn on, like you open Twitter, you open mm-hmm. Instagram, you open Facebook, you just open like a web browser page, Kobe and his daughter, the it rest of these everywhere. people, all their families. It's just, it was nothing you could escape. And it was just, it was terrible. It was, it was traumatic. It was like, I think I said this to one of my close friends because it actually, me and a couple of my close friends just, started having some conversations because it was just like a, it was a connecting point for us. And we just, even after a few days, we just couldn't process it. Like even now it's still just tough to process. Like it's just weird to talk about. It's absolutely surreal. I, I, I know a lot of people probably felt this way. Like when I saw it, I didn't think it was real, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Cause that happens a lot, you know, with Facebook and everything yeah. like that. They fake celebrity yeah all that kind the of hoaxes stuff. and all that oh, stuff yeah. just the to one, try to like clickbait and whatnot one thing i'll say for kobe um i'm not you know the biggest basketball fan in the world um you no no yeah but uh everyone knows who kobe is like you said everyone you know kobe throwing something into the garbage just anything yeah everyone knew who he was mm-hmm. um and touching on tmz uh if i could rant real quick the fact that they put that story out there before their family knew it. And then I read another article very soon, shortly after it happened where it was just a very clickbait article where big bold letters. It said Kobe Bryant and all four daughters and wife may have been on the helicopter. And then that was it. They went from that, like saying that to talking about his career. Like that's just a really shitty yeah. thing to do. It's disgusting. Um, it's absolutely disgusting. They yeah. just, it's, 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 you know, not to go off on a whole tangent, but it's, it just really kind of shows how like fucked up the ugly side of media. Is, yeah. Yeah. The ugly side it's of like, media. Oh, here's a trauma. Let's exploit it as fast as we can. Imagine yeah. sitting in your house and finding out a close family member died reading a tweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just not knowing after that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, everyone has a job to do pretty or not, but there is a way to do things, allow the family to find out first, and then do your job. Um, it's like they don't even think about it. it. It, I understand you need to be the first, um, but have some have some class, some respect. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, more than anything. For me, though, there are only I think three celebrities that I've ever shed a tear for. Kobe Bryant being one of them. I was in my car after work because Kobe Bryant taught me what a winning mindset was. The Mamba mentality probably was was titled recently. So I think mm-hmm. the Black Mamba mentality, all that. But there were always the stories, if you paid attention, of the work ethic of Kobe Bryant. He's in he's on the Mount Rushmore. I don't care. Greatest of all time, debate, all that. If Kobe Bryant is not in that discussion, you are a fool. Mm-hmm. But what he did probably better or what people know most about him, or I don't know if I'm explaining this right, but his his ability to outwork his peers was well documented, and his his belief that if you come into work, basketball, desk what, job, desk, whatever, doesn't it is, matter, and you 
are there with the mindset of I'm going to be the absolute best and you do everything in your power to prepare to be the absolute best and you will, it was incredibly inspiring to me. And it's honestly how I walk into work every day. Yeah. Um, but tragically, it also came out that the reason why he was <laughs> on the helicopter was to spend more time with his family. It's just absolutely heartbreaking. You're talking about a guy who lives in Los Angeles, one of the worst cities with traffic, and he decides, okay, so that way I can go pick up my daughters from school. I'm going to start taking a helicopter from my house or the helipad to practice back and forth so that way I can pick up my daughters from school, so that way I can have dinner with them, so that way I can do all these things. That's incredibly noble. That that shows how important his family was to him, and, and it's inspiring to me. But you also learned this week, or I hope we learned this week, of how giving this man was mm-hmm. with one caveat. He had one rule, no publicity. Say what you want about Kobe Bryant, the competitor. You cannot say a single bad thing about the man Kobe became. Remember, he was a professional basketball player longer than he was it. He was in the league for 20 years. He got drafted at the age of 17. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Yeah, He was drafted to the National Basketball Association at age 17 and said, hey, you remember Magic? You remember Kareem? You're up, kid. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. <laughs> Without a blink in his eye, right? He retires. He goes into all of these things. He's on the top of the mountain. And then this. Yeah. But we never, ever heard what he was doing for other people until now. This man is an inspiration and he'll be remembered most for his basketball ex- exploits. But I, I hope that all of us and all of our listeners go out, do the research to see just how incredible of a human being and the evolution of a man. Because the only thing that changes a person or the essence of a man is time, and I believe that he is the perfect example of this. You guys have anything? The th- and that's the thing. It's just everything with him transcends just beyond the basketball court. Like, mm-hmm. the thing that just, like, when I still think about it now, I just think about, like, I think about that, like, Mamba Academy sports team mm-hmm. now. Like, those <laughs> oh, yeah. th- that group of girls that just doesn't have a leader now. Like, mm-hmm. they lost, like, they lost the heart and soul of that entire but academy. But I also feel bad for all of their opponents because they're probably not going to score a single basket. No, probably not. Yeah. And that's the thing, too. Now you see all these things, too, of, like, all these all these men, like, posting with, like, their daughters and stuff mm-hmm. now, being, like, proud girl dads and stuff like yeah. that. Like, it complete like, it's breaking some of these stigmas of just, like, being a man and, like, different things like that. It, ju- it goes way beyond basketball and that's just what's heartbreaking to me about it i think it opened a lot of people's eyes i know it sure did for me i i have this thing where i like to this just might sound weird i like to think about death a lot um because i, th- I think if you're if you think about death a lot it makes every single moment of your life magical and beautiful well, even I mean, if death it's... is the only logical step after mm-hmm. life right? and just yeah. to see someone like that who's so big and just a part of everyday life, even if people aren't constantly thinking about him, but like everyone is always aware of him and to have him and his daughter and all the passengers and the pilot just boom, gone, poof, nothing, gone, completely gone. It puts things into perspective. Really puts things into perspective because that could be you or anyone else around you at any time. Mm -hmm. So I think thinking about death uh, a lot is healthy if done the right way. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, I think it can make life so much better because you only get one. And I think I think the perfect way to sum that up and just to remember the impact of Kobe is not only the impact of Kobe, but all of the people we lost in this tragic accident is whenever you're going to throw something out, when you're throwing something, never stop yelling Kobe. Never stop just having that fun of yelling Kobe and absolutely missing the trash can. If you're <laughs> yeah. um, I hit it every time. Sure. <laughs> um, but also, like, don't forget, he scored 81 points in a game like it was something to do. Mm-hmm. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah, very sad. Um, we're definitely going to be um, – definitely something to think about, something that will put a lot of things into perspective for a lot of us. Um, for now, we're going to be moving on. Um, we're going to be transitioning into our next segment, which is we're going to be talking about last night's Super Bowl. Bit interesting to watch. A little bit. A little bit, but um, but we'll get there. We'll dive deep in. Yeah, we'll more dive after deep the break. All right, everybody. We're back on On Sports Amateur Hour. We are now going to be talking about the Super Bowl that occurred last night. Jimmy G. Weird game. <laughs> Very weird game. You know, funny. I saw a tweet. Somebody, and I want everybody who's listening to this to look it up because it blew my mind, but somebody tweeted that while they're watching the game with their grandmother, mm-hmm. their grandmother was like, oh my God, that's Tyrone Power. And then the person was like, what? And then they posted a picture of this Tyrone Power dude. And it literally looks just like Jimmy Garoppolo. It was like some dude oh in like gosh. some dude in like the early 20th century who was dubbed like <laughs> the most handsome man in the world or something like that. And somebody's oh grandmother was like, Oh man, that's Tyrone Power, but it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Jimmy G was definitely looking. I a couple of those shots there, the camera panning, just his neck was just veins bulging out of it. He was so pissed off. Yeah, he lost. Oh yeah. To Patty Mahomes and let Big me, Red. Let me just say this. The 49ers did not lose. Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. Lost. He sucks. That fucking game. Yeah, but how you can't just say that because how could, how could the 49ers defense possibly they hold them to 10 points? Too much. How could they possibly hold them to 10 points for the first 54 minutes of the game and then give up 21 in the last like seven but minutes? We can't act like we're surprised because the Kansas City Chiefs have literally they've done, they've done, done that all postseason. Mm-hmm. But the thing that frustrates me is okay, your defense is letting up points mm-hmm. as an offense or as the captain. What do you say? You rally the troops and you say, all right, George, I need you to block. All right, I need you – like whoever, I need – like step up. I Call for more passing protection. Yeah. Like do something. You know that they're going to bring all their guns at you, right? Mm-hmm. What the fuck does this guy do? He tries to scramble. Jimmy, dude, listen. I don't know you what your run time now. is. You can't run. But like – No. You can't run, dude. But also <laughs> one of the things that makes a quarterback great mm-hmm. is knowing how to read the room. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is – why are you okay? The game plan was ran by the coaches. I get that. Why are you trying to chuck it downfield instead of just playing the chip and chase game in hockey, which would mean you're th- short, short passes? Yeah, yeah, move the chains, not eat even up yeah. time, methodically, not even short passes. Like, there were so many moments where they had the run game pumping, like Long Kansas and- City couldn't do anything, and then he'd fucking throw the ball, and it was either a wounded duck pass that. Looked like it barely made it into somebody's hands. It was underthrown or it was picked. And it's like every single time he dropped back to pass, I'm like, they literally just got like six yards with, with Mostert. 
I'd like I'd like to call somebody out. I'd like to call out uh, an NFL guy right now. No, do it. An NFL guy. What's his name? Kyle Shanahan. What's okay. going on with you, dude? <laughs> Bro, I thought you were for sure going to call out me in my prediction. No. Keep going. Yeah, Kyle yeah, Shanahan. Yeah. We're going to get there. We're going to get to your yeah, prediction. Yeah, yeah. But Kyle show. Shanahan, the last two Super Bowls you've been in, the last you two fourth it, quarters, bro. the last two fourth quarters, I read this, yeah. last two fourth quarters, his teams have gotten outscored 48 to nothing. Oh, my god! In the last two Super Bowls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 48 to nothing in what? two quarters. Mm. That's rough. Kyle Shanahan, That's you better figure it out if you make it to another one. Because if you give up another fourth quarter lead, oh, I laughed so hard. So I at the end of the Super Bowl, and this is just the kind of person I am. After the Super Bowl, you know they have all the winners. They're crying. Mm-hmm. They're all excited. I loved it because there's like this one. I don't remember the reporter's name, but she's interviewing, you know, some of the 49ers. Mm-hmm. and with Shanahan. She goes basically like, "What happened?" And he more or less just says, "We lost." Mm-hmm. And he looks so distraught and mm-hmm. upset and those are my favorite moments when they interview the people yeah. who lost that's what i care about oh it loves because the salt the soul. <laughs> this salt just seeing this i mean they're all going to home to like the millions of dollars yeah that's true jimmy garoppolo's yeah. going home to his porn star girlfriend you right know? Allegedly. allegedly allegedly you know real quick let's get back to the episode from last week let's go to our predictions yeah okay, okay. brandon what was what was your prediction i i believe first of all what was who did you have winning? Oh, he loves it. The San Francisco. You're loving every moment. Okay, who'd you have winning? San Francisco 49. And what was the score? Did you have? I believe it was 27 21. 27 21. Great, Joe. <laughs> who did you have winning? I had. I could always delete. Who'd you Who'd and you have like winning? Edit in there, real quick. Something different. No. Okay, I'll be honest. I had the 49ers. I had them winning 21 14. 21 14. Which for a while it looked like it might be true, fellas. There was a gentleman. On the show last week. Oh, uh, what was his name? I think his name was Victor. Was... He predicted a Chiefs win. Yeah. He was the lonely Chiefs predictor. Mm-hmm. Lone survivor. Yep. And guess what? He also predicted a score of 32-27, which was just one Jimmy Garoppolo fourth quarter interception away <laughs> from being one point off. Yeah. call. So that's what I yeah. would like to say. And also, mm-hmm. too, what did I also say last week? A complete microcosm of the game last night. You can hold down Patty Mahomes for only so long. And that's exactly what happened last night. Okay. but with They that- only had 10 points with six minutes left. But the entire game, I was so uninterested in the whole game. It was such a boring game to watch. But the entire time. I think it was boring. It was. It wasn't like last year's. Last year was Last garbage. year's was the worst Super Bowl I think I've ever seen. There were entire segments of that game where I caught myself staring at the TV. Yeah. yeah. Not realizing that I was watching the game. Exactly. Yeah. I thought it was a preseason game of points. Yeah. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. Just nothing. We're still talking about last, last, last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This oh, one. I'm this talking about this, this one. You were talking oh, about this one. game. Yeah, like I legitimately would find myself for like three minutes. I'd be like, oh, yeah, right. And game. that's what I'm saying. Like this Super Bowl, like for the most part, up until the last half of that last quarter, it really wasn't, yeah, it wasn't much to watch. Great, but, but I it didn't it. matter because he can only keep Patrick Mahomes down yeah. for so long. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, I guess the ultimate question is, he was the one that got to say he's going to Disney World. Um, should that have been the case? Is he the Super Bowl MVP? No. Who do you think it is then? If you say no, who do I you think, think we can all agree. Think it is Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Yeah, Damian Williams. What did he have? Twenty-one carries for hundred thirty-something yards and a touchdown. Right. So, so I might be wrong here. So, do the fans actually have anything to do with who gets voted? Twenty percent of the vote, I believe, comes from because he might have done something that we didn't see. 
like no. rally the troops Mahomes. Because well, he was obviously talking to them. But here's the thing, okay? It's, and the, that N- been... it's the NFL. It's a quarterback league. Yeah. Who gets paid the most? Yeah. The highest paid yeah, players yeah, in the yeah, league yeah. are quarterbacks who can't even win a fucking We just shit on quarterbacks all the time. Exactly. So that's the thing. It's a quarterback league. The fact that Mahomes chucked two touchdowns during hucked that him. comeback. He hucked them. He hucked those touchdowns. He there hucked that ball down Great the field. Great words. Love that word, huck. It was real super. We are, we, are, we are a huck podcast, everybody. Yeah, we huck things. Now, huck does things. Patty Mahomes, king of the catch-up, King Kerman himself, <laughs> have the success – when the retirement of Reed comes, because it's going to come sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. He had the double cheeseburger last night. Shout out to yeah. cheeseburgers. Calm as a cucumber. Here's the thing, though. Andy Reed is 21 years in, just won his first Super Bowl, but he's still relatively young. Like he's younger than Pete Carroll. He's younger sure. than a lot Everyone of these other guys. Like Carroll, and that's the thing. Like he's still. I think he's still got. If he stays with the Chiefs, I don't see any reason why he'd be coaching anything less than another five to seven years. So is this the new Patriots? Is it too early to say that this is the newest dynasty? Too early too for early. now, I would say. Yeah. Just, it, Look what it's tough to crown dynasty. Yeah, exactly. It's tough to crown dynasty. Look what happened to the Rams. They, very they were – everyone was talking about the Rams. And yeah. they did absolute shit. But yeah. they also paid their quarterback a ridiculous amount of money and couldn't keep – That's what happened with Matt well, Stafford too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and that's the downfall of a lot of teams. But mm-hmm. that it's if Andy Reid stayed. Now here's the thing: if they can build on that defense and then either keep Damian Williams or just have a phenomenal feature back, mm-hmm. then yeah, they might be able to just because of what Patrick Mahomes can do. But it's going to require a lot of innovation still. Absolutely, and Andy Reid. If you need somebody for that, Andy. exactly. If you mm-hmm. want to talk about adaptability, think about too. Let's think about Andy Reid's coaching tree for a second. Okay. Yeah. Matt Nagy, Chicago Bears, yep. very solid coach. Oh, he's Doug, gone. Doug Peterson, solid. Yeah, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, very solid coach. Um, I'm trying to think. Somebody wasn't. It? No, it wasn't Shanahan. Somebody. If you just look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, like so many successful coaches now come from that philosophy of Andy Reid. So if there's anybody who could sort of sustain another dynasty, it might be Big mm-hmm. Red. It's ironic though that you say look at the coaching tree because if you look at who. Did have the dynasty, uh, Bill Belichick of the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Can't deny how great he is. Mm-hmm. His coaching tree, however, has not had that same level of success. So it's really interesting that you bring that up. I guess um, the last two things on the Super Bowl, uh, LaShawn McCoy, chill out. You're a healthy scratch. Just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Um, greatest Eagles running back of all time. Greatest Eagles running back of all time. <laughs> loved you in Buffalo. Got to retire an Eagle. Dude, I loved you in Buffalo. For sure, chill out. Um, my <laughs> last Diggity. question. Take it easy, big time Tommy. Um, here, here's the other thing. Tom Brady going to be a free agent. What about this? Now hear me out. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, Goes down to San Francisco, hometown team. Mm-hmm. Tells Jimmy G, hey. You suck. I am the captain now. You're my bitch. The, did they give Jimmy G a contract, though? Didn't they give him a contract? They did. Yeah, they did. And I'm paying Tom Brady and Jimmy G. As much as I'd love to see that How happen. hilarious would that be? That'd now, be what I did ever. see today that Daddy's did home. intrigue me. Yeah. John Gruden, Mike Mayock, and the Las Vegas Raiders are going to be making a huge push for Tom Brady I will this offseason. buy a Tom Brady Raiders oh, jersey because yes. that would be the most gangster thing of all time. That would be pretty wild. I used, to, I used to wear a Tom Brady jersey when I was younger. 
Because really? it, like, it was in Cools for like 12 bucks. Okay. And I never had had a football jersey. I really wanted a football jersey. Okay. Why didn't you have a Steelers jersey? You just go to Walmart. Because I was I, – I, I, we just didn't get them. Let's go back to some predictions here, fellas. Right. Let's keep Wait, it on the predictions yeah, yeah. trail. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If Tom Brady goes to a new team, yeah, who does he go to? Joe. If he goes to a new team? Mm-hmm. I think the Raiders. Raiders? I think he looked hella good in a Raiders jersey. <laughs> I think. So I think the Raiders really interesting. I think a they got lot the Vegas money now too. Uh, I don't know if there is necessarily Vegas money. No, no. I was just saying not yet. Vegas has money. Yeah, um, but uh, and I think the other speculation is the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> here's the R. thing, Philip Rivers. Uh, I don't think Robert Kraft is gonna let him walk. I think he's gonna get paid. I think he'll play one more season. I yeah, think is he's he gonna, gonna pay him a one? Yes, I think he's <laughs> valid. 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 Hot take. I think he gets one year. It's going to be a one-year deal. They're going to pay him. That way, they can find their their, their next quarterback, the next time, or try anyway. The next Tom Brady, or they'll bring in Teddy Bridgewater, some some other free agent, something like that. Then after that, I think he becomes a coach, um, not a head coach, either a quarterbacks coach, offensive coordinator. Um, or a team that has a young quarterback that is just right on the edge. And I, it pains me that I'm about to make this suggestion. Mm-hmm. A team like the Buffalo Bills with Josh Allen. A lot of promise, a lot of like flashes of greatness. Mm-hmm. What does he need? Probably just like a really good mentor. Somebody that can come in and explain, okay, this is what you saw. This mm-hmm. is what was actually happening. This is how you do it. Or, okay, we're in the playoffs. All right, man, fourth quarter, you have the lead. This is how you keep your composure. Do I think the Buffalo Bills would actually ever bring in Tom Brady? No, but I think that is to the projection of one Thomas Brady. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. Let's and see it. something I actually just thought about in the last couple of minutes. While you say you he's going to sign to the Eagles? No, no, no. 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 Okay. We don't need <laughs> Listen, we, we, we already got our guy. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. I know the Chargers are on the table. I know the Raiders are on the table. Mm-hmm. I know all these other teams are on the table. I think I know where you're going. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Okay. Now. Let's hear it. Sort of going off of what you were saying, Brandon. Maybe coming in with a team that's got a young quarterback who's a little bit promising but may need a little bit more direction. A team that also has some pretty decent skill players that could surround Tom Brady. And a team that also, (laughs) in his old age, could help Tom Brady with an extremely vaunted defense the past couple years. Uh, Okay. I think the Chicago Bears. I knew it. Yeah. 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 Because – I thought I heard the defense. Before this, the no last worries. few weeks, the last few months, I've been saying Chicago should go after a guy like Cam Newton. Go get a franchise mm-hmm. guy who's going to play there for a while. I hear Paxton Lynch is available. But here's the thing. <laughs> Hot take. Mitchell Trubisky should have to trade it out. <laughs> yep. Turns out he should have taken Patrick Mahomes. Anyway, continue, please. But here's the thing with the Bears. Even though they have a really good defense and really good skill sets, when you think about dynasties and exceptional units – Bears defense is only going to be good for so much longer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's only going to be good for so much longer. Sure. You're only going to have this coaching staff and these skill players for so much longer. Yeah. Why not just go sling Tom Brady $25, $30 million for a year or two and go see if you can make something shake up in the midway? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, you know what? Now, the thing is – What did they sign play- Trubisky to, though? What's his <laughs> a handshake deal and you can wear the jersey? <laughs> handshake deal. There may be a team that may want to go I'm gonna out call on a limb. Up, and scoop I'm going to call out both my brothers here real quick because all year before fantasy season, all I heard them say was, "This is 
this is Trubisky's year. You got to draft Trubisky. No. You got to do this. So yeah, that was Can't, a dumb fucking take. Don't trust. Don't trust a Tar Heel. <laughs> don't trust a Tar Heel. Bro. Yeah. When it comes to football, yes. don't trust yeah, a Tar Heel. Um, one oh of the greatest all time sorry. Uh, here, I when Tom Brady is wearing a Patriots jersey, I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Obvious reasons. Oh, yeah. Bills fan. Yeah. Yes, when sir. he is not wearing the jersey, even if he is a Patriot, after watching his Facebook show, mm-hmm. I love that guy. That guy's he's great. Funny. He's fun. Um, so wherever he goes, he's going to have a lot of success. It's Tom Brady. Yeah. Greatest of all time. Um, but yeah, if he goes to Chicago, I think that would actually make the most sense. Mm-hmm. It's also funny how we couldn't talk about the Super Bowl and not discuss Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's been in most of the Super Bowls that all of us can remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. a good majority of them. Yeah. yeah. Just, some, just something interesting to point mm-hmm. out. Just lost to the NFC East. Yeah. Can't beat the three NFC times. East. Their team three absolutely times. Three times. fell apart. Which, by the way, Eagles-Pats, greatest Super Bowl of all time. Don't want to hear it. Most yards ever in a Super Bowl. Second most combined <sighs> points. You know, Crazy plays going into the end. And you are on your feet until the very end. I no, I mean, phenomenal Super Bowl. I can't disagree with think that. About, I, think about these yeah. last two Super Bowls we've seen. No, then think about okay. that Eagles Patriots okay. Super Bowl. Yeah, I can remember the I'll Eagles Patriots more than I can remember. The no, Lakers. I remember that very vividly. Unreal Super. Bowl. My my buddy, uh, my buddy had a. This is a long story that I'm just going to go real quick. RJ, if you're listening, um, he had a turkey Please frozen listen. turkey. Uh, it was a honeysuckle turkey, and he named it honeysuckle, and it was good luck. And that was Pennsylvania's Super Bowl at that point. It was the first time. Pittsburgh and Philadelphia were united. We were just like, you know, we always talk shit on each other. We hate each other. Yeah. We hate each other's guts, but fuck the Patriots. Yeah, fuck Tom Brady. Fuck and the Patriots. we united. And yeah. all across Pittsburgh, you had Yinzers going for the Eagles. Yep. And it was beautiful. And my buddy had this honeysuckle thing. It was, it was just a raw turkey. <laughs> and he would bring it out. And, sounds, was, sounds, and sounds he just starts slapping it and going. And, you know, that was the that was the good luck. And they won. And we used that throughout the Steelers. Uh, Season and it smelled bad. <laughs> and this is before I this lived is the with same my wife. Turkey. <laughs> yes, this is before I lived my what with my wife. Um, this was the the house I lived in. Okay, how did you? Get, um, how did you survive? Um, and that too. Probably the most important question. Red Bull and nicotine. <laughs> nice. So yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know how to follow that up. No, you can't. No, um, you can't. You can't. Here's here's the thing that I will say. Um, Patrick Mahomes, congratulations on your MVP. Mm-hmm. Tremendous season. Yeah. Um, remember, he's been in the league, what, three years now? It's already mm-hmm. has an MVP, Super as Bowl an MVP, MVP. As Super Bowl. There, there are certain it. levels of greatness, and um, he showed that through focus and just listening to your coaches, mm-hmm. um, you can achieve that. I think for a lot of young quarterbacks, we're going to see a difference because of what Patrick Mahomes can show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I of all the shitting that we've done on Jimmy G, he's not a bad quarterback. He has no. really good numbers. Yeah. I do think he is going to be the face of the 49ers for a long time. I think they're going to come back to the drawing board. Yeah. I think all we can say now, congratulations, Kansas City. Kansas City? <laughs> Kansas City? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Kansas City, we love you. Um, congratulations to Kansas City. Congratulations to Andy Reid. Long time. Big congrats coming. to Andy Reid. Big, big congrats. congrats. Big red. As an Eagles fan, I can definitely say I was rooting extremely hard for Andy Reid. Uh, I love Andy more deserving. 222 yeah. wins on to 2020. Uh, 2020. Absolutely tremendous job. Congratulations. Story yep. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk scandal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Can't wait. See you then. All right, everybody. Welcome back to On Sports Amateur Hour. We are now going to be discussing America's pastime, everybody's favorite sport, and one that all the young people tend to watch, baseball. Uh, yeah, they watch it while on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. I, I will say this. When we were kids, younger, I oh. feel as though we all would go to a ton oh. of baseball games. Oh, yeah. Little league games, playing, mm-hmm. stuff well, like that. I, There's I, nothing I, like being I, yeah. at a baseball game. You guys all play baseball? I used to play. Uh, I'm a terrible Puerto Rican. Never played baseball. (laughs) Way to go. That's nice. Nice. Um, It's fine. Uh, But this is a pretty big deal, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, I mean, so obviously what we're talking about recently, we've been hearing all this stuff about the Houston Astros, the science stealing, Boston Red Sox, Boston Red Sox, anybody Mm -hmm. sort of involved with that organization. Yeah. Um, A lot of talk's been going on with it. What should happen? Like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen to the players. We've already seen what's happened to the coaches. The coaches and the GMs have all been axed. Yep. Um, So that begs the question of like, okay, now what's going to happen with the players? You have Jose Altuve saying, it's ridiculous to think I had, you know, a recorder or a buzzer underneath my jersey, but then we all see that video of him Mm -hmm. hanging out of the jersey. Don't rip it off. Let me run down the locker room. It's just, it's weird, but it also, it just, this is something I heard some other people talking about. It's just, this is, you know what they this is do? America's pastime, but baseball is cheating. Cheating and baseball just go hand go in hand. It happens all Thomas the time. Thomas Wagner, early mm-hmm. 20th century. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Yeah. One of the legends of the game. That is a direct quote. You know what they should do to so, the players, though? Good, good thing to do. For the rest of the year, none of the players get to wear gloves. They have to play without gloves. No, I think the thing that should be done is they're not allowed to play baseball anymore. If Pete Rose gets kicked out of That'd the be league, so go, for imagine all on his the own people team. that would go watch that though. Well, and that's the thing. That's the thing. So I'm just talking. Radio what here. defines cheating? <laughs> so what defines cheating now? Okay, it's like is does Pete Rose just betting on himself having a great game and him going out there and having a phenomenal game? Is that cheating? I wouldn't like, say that. Why? It is. Why? Why is he banned? And why are these Astro players still going to be able to play? That, and that's the and yeah. that's the frustrating thing that we don't have answers to because Major League Baseball is concerned with one thing: making sure they don't lose the TV deal, mm-hmm. they sell jerseys, and they get people in the stands. People are going to come. Unless to you're talking base- about the Pirates, well, yeah. Well, that's a different story. Those were seeing the stands of some of those Pirates games is painful. Oh, but let's just pictures. all agree: PNC Park, absolutely beautiful. beautiful. Oh yes. Oh, if you're that in Pittsburgh, real that park killed the Pirates. Because people are going to come and they don't have to buy players. Anyway, Mm -hmm. here's the thing. I don't remember what the hell I was talking about. Hold on. Sorry. Come on, dude. What were we talking about? Uh, Baseball. No, I know that. I know that. Cheating. Pirates. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll go on. Uh, Pete Rose betting on himself. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. People do it all the time, right? Yeah. That if Who you think cares? about the idea of starting a small business, you're betting on yourself. Pete yeah. Rose did the same thing. Yeah. Um, Dion Waiters, bet on yourself and double down. That's right. Uh, the amateur Great hour, amateur <laughs> hour philosophy. Um, <laughs> but the Houston Astros still being able to play baseball, those players mm-hmm. as a travesty because th- oh, Major League Baseball only cares about. The money that it can produce. That's what I was getting yeah, at. That's what we're, okay. There we so, go. So, sorry, listener. No, you're fine. I appreciate you. <laughs> but. <laughs> we made it. We made it. We're here. Let's not forget they, again. They only care about 
the money that they can make. Mm-hmm. So they went out and they said, hey, Dodgers, do you want the championship? That's like a slap to the face of those players, well, right? Well, and I was just going to say, too, I think the dumbest fucking thing that's been talked about since this is should they just give honorary titles to whoever the Astros beat? And yeah. it's like, that's no. so stupid. No. no. Absolutely not. Like, that doesn't – when you – go when, like, obviously, I've never played professional sports and I haven't gotten to that level. Really? Surprisingly, no. Wow. Not yet. You look least. like you would. Yeah, I'm keeping the dream alive. Yo, yeah. United States curling fan. We're coming. <laughs> yeah. We're coming I huck um, those things down the ice. But that's the thing that sort of like defeats the whole like competitive edge and the purpose of like chasing a championship is like you earn it. And it's like, yeah, okay, the Dodgers got cheated out of two of them. Yeah. But even though they, the Astros knew what ball was coming, they still needed to connect on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes if you have good enough stuff, it won't get hit. Doesn't matter if the player knows it's coming or not. And that leads me to quoting the great little win. Oh boy. Oh, here we go. As long as they're hitting home runs. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Beautiful. Right? Hey, right. when we get back, we're going to talk about this winning percentage discrepancy in sports. It's really interesting. Um, can't wait to talk to you about it. All right, everybody. We are back on the pod, and now we're going to uh, switch it over to just general sports talk. Um, yeah. We're going to be talking about winning percentage discrepancies and playing up and down your competition. Brandon, you showed us uh, – an interesting little thing a couple weeks ago with this. Yeah, so uh, I was scrolling on Reddit, New York Islanders subreddit, and a user NY Clanders, N-Y-C-L-A-N-D-E-R-S, posted um, a really interesting statistic. At the time, the New York Islanders had the best win percentage against teams that were over 500 and the worst win percentage against teams under 500 um, and when I sent it out to the On Sports Amateur Hour group text, I think I just said FML. Mm-hmm. But I think that rings a bell. Yeah, but I remember it that. just um, created a question. Why do we think that happens? Uh, New York Islanders just need to get a pure goal scorer and more consistent goalie. But uh, also their defensive core with the injury of Adam Pellick. Really, really did hurt them. But I think they're going to make the comeback. They got Kiefer Bellows called up for tomorrow against Dallas. Uh, We'll see what happens. I think those two things can answer that question. But in the grand scheme of sports, we see it all the time. Mm -hmm. Teams that should go in in football, go in and demolish a team. San Francisco versus Atlanta. Atlanta wins. Right, we literally see it all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really fascinating. Why do you think that happens? It's a very interesting thing. And I notice this a lot, too being somebody that watches a lot of college basketball mm-hmm. and just like with having over 360 different division one college teams, it happens all the time. Okay. Like I watch, so I'm a diehard Duquesne Dukes basketball fan, went to Duquesne. It's my alma mater, worked for the team, but watching Duquesne men's basketball games in particular is painful sometimes because they are either playing against a top flight team and keeping it close and keeping your hopes up or they're playing a team that is in the basement of their conference and struggling to get by or losing in overtime. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, that's obviously not the only team that happens for, but you're right. It's just, why does it happen? I think part of what happens, I like we all played sports when we were younger and stuff, but a lot of it, I feel like has to do with just like energy and adrenaline. I think that's, and I feel like a lot of times when you are playing again, like let's say you are a team and you're expected to beat like this shittier team or whatever. Yeah. 
your team, your fans, everybody sort of going into like the game with this blase, blase mindset of like, okay, yeah, you know, we can't get complacent, blah, blah, blah. But like, we're as long as we just take care of business, we're going to win. Mm-hmm. When you should probably be thinking, okay, like we need to be playing even harder now because we can't sort of get into that complacent feeling, start dragging our feet a bit, and then having these close games with these mindsets of just like, we're going to go in and destroy these teams. That's the only explanation I have because it, it happens so much. It, literally all the time. What do you think, Jeff? I, I, I think a lot of it does have to do with energy and uh, adrenaline. Um, kind of basically agree with what Victor said. Um, uh, the Steelers do this a lot too, where they'll they'll go up against somebody who's Jackson the Jaguars. Yep, Perfect. playoffs two years ago. <sighs> Perfect. Went to it. Perfect. Wore Jags jersey. My man, you're a Jag. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect example. Um, I yeah, I don't know if it's like they're trying to reserve, like keep keep keep, keep themselves, you know, reserved. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, oh, these guys kind of suck. So like, next so let's week just we'll next week we'll be fresher. So like, we'll calm down and and maybe you know not play quite as hard as we would normally. Um, and I, I think the energy has a lot to do with it. They're just not quite as hyped because mm-hmm. if you're playing a good team, you get all hyped up. Exactly. Yeah. So I I think that's got something gonna have something to do with it. But think- Tomlin, that's that's one of the things he's famous for is mm-hmm. just playing down to people. <laughs> I think too when it comes to professional sports, like. Us as fans, we always love to deem like a team or a player as shitty. Yeah. But we also need to realize that a shitty, if you could if you could see me right now, I'm doing air quotes, a shitty professional sports team mm-hmm. are still like the most talented athletes in the world for that sport competing yeah. against each other. Right. So it's just a lot of times things just don't go your way. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it too, at least when it comes to professional and even college sports to an extent, there's way bigger like gap in between good college teams and bad college teams. But I also think that we just need to give a little bit more respect to, to these lesser teams yeah, right. in as a whole and in general. Perfect example, the Cleveland Browns on mm-hmm. paper, the Cleveland Browns are one of the best teams in the national football. League. Absolutely. But rosters, rosters, one of, yeah, one of the best rosters. rosters. They're not a team. Thank you. Yes. One They're of the best rosters, but a lot of that comes down to execution. Where is Baker Mayfield's head at? Mm-hmm. And he, 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 well, he had an interview uh, with Rex Ryan that I thought was wonderful, and it showed yeah. this guy a little bit of maturity. He's a leader, mm-hmm. right? But well, he's getting there. He's, getting, he's getting, there. getting there. He's on the right. road. That team, the roster, excuse me, against another roster, it, it'd be tough to say before the season we saw it. Oh man, the the Browns are going to lose this one. Mm-hmm. It was really tough to say. Mm-hmm. think about beginning let's let's circle back a little bit to before the nfl season started before obviously <clears throat> everything happened happened yeah and there was just all the preliminary talk and all the speculation and whatnot you put up the two rosters of the ravens and the browns and you just say who wins more games between these two teams the cleveland browns yes they had the talent so they were going to be able to have Bring it teams all try to play up to play mm-hmm. up to them yes but in fact they not only played down to the to other teams' levels, they didn't have an identity. No. Like the Cleveland Browns, yeah, no. like I don't know who they were. Yeah, because there are even bad teams where you're like, oh, they have a really good defense. Or, oh, so, their wide receivers are phenomenal. Exactly. Like Tampa Bay, uh, ridiculous offense. Ridiculous. But one of the worst defenses oh, yeah. ever. The New York Islanders, one of the best structure, Barry Trotz defense teams ever, mm-hmm. right? The 
I don't care what anyone says. They're they're in a slump, mm. but defensively, they're gonna make you hurt for goals. Yeah, yeah no, they exactly. they're gonna make yeah. you hurt for goals. Yeah, but they also have those nights. New York Rangers, they're gonna let up six goals. Yeah, yeah. Third period against Washington Capitals, they're gonna let the Capitals come back from behind. Yeah, right. And it happens all of the time, and it it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Another team that does it, the Philadelphia Flyers. Tremendous yeah. record, I believe, at home. Yeah. yeah. Oh, their terrible, home record is ridiculous. Terrible record on the road. Yeah. Right? So, like, what what leads to it? Um, that must just be a Philly sports thing because the same thing with the Sixers <laughs> too. The Sixers. It's because you guys are cocky. I part of it. Part of, I will say part of what happens with a lot of Philly sports teams is there's a lot of hype and a lot of buildup going into the season. And then it's just that's all it is. It's just hype and buildup and talk. It's not a lot of actual following following through with it. Happening with the Sixers right now, great home team, terrible road team, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and we at On Sports really want to know what you think. Um, go to our website. Go to our social media pages. You can get a link to that. Our phone number is there. Leave us a voicemail. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your questions. We want to hear why you think a team like the Cleveland Browns and their tremendous roster had the year they did. We want to know why you think – Philadelphia is amazing at home, terrible on the road. The Islanders just can't seem to score. They they play down to their to to, to their opponent. Why the Steelers can't beat Jacksonville? Please, <laughs> all we ask, don't leave a voicemail telling us that the Islanders suck or that the Flyers suck. We want to have an open discussion with or you. the Penguins or the Penguins. We can't wait to hear from you, Dick. Fuck the penguins. <laughs> uh, ten out of ten. Fuck the penguins. Up next, we uh, we we continue another really interesting conversation because um, Alexander Ovechkin. I don't think anybody can deny no. the greatest pure goal scorers this team this game has ever seen. Yes, we're going to talk if he can pass the great ones record. And just to put it out there, all of us kind of hate the Capitals. Yeah, but we also all appreciate Alex Ovechkin. Exactly. Uh, I will go on record as an Islanders fan in saying that Alexander Ovechkin is one of my favorite hockey players of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to go that far, but yeah. My favorite hockey player right now is Casey Zizekas, 5'3", gang gang. When we get back, we talk Alexander Ovechkin. All right, everybody, we're back on the pod. We're going to stick with some NHL talk. We're going to be talking a little bit about Alex Ovechkin and the rest of his career and just sort of transition a little bit into uh, talking about the Washington Capitals as a whole. But um, Joey Bag of Donuts. Will jo- Joey Bag of Donuts, ship. yeah. He's going to lead that charge. Uh, definitely has some stuff he wants to get off his chest again. Yep. Um, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Quick spoiler alert. Yeah. If your name rhymes with Strom Hilson, you're probably in trouble for the rest of this podcast. Strom Hilson. Dr- Strom Hilson. Just yeah. adds up. Not giving anything away. Not hinting at anything, but no, just yeah, letting Strom you know. Strom Yeah, just letting you know. But before we get into that, Strom I want to talk about one of the greats. Nope. No? Okay. No. no. So the great eight. The great eight. Tremendous career. Tremendous. The, um, the Russian Raider. The Ru- so here's the thing. <laughs> where, where we live, um, he doesn't get the respect that he should. Because of bias. Because of bias. Natural bias. Um. Sid, Sid the Kid is... Don't careful. It, bitch. <laughs> in the city in which we live, is regarded as... I, the great? I don't, I, I don't know. The I'm not a hoat. 
Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the team, so I don't want to speak to it. But when you interact with a fan, the first person that they'll bring up, Sid the Kid, and all due respect, but we we have the top 13 goal scorers yeah. up right now. There's one name that I don't see, and his name rhymes with fit. It's Sid the Kid. I don't see Sid the Kid. So, this past week, tremendous achievement in Alexander Ovechkin's career. Passed Mark Messier for number eight all time in goals scored. Um, Crazy. He is 34 years old. The thing that's standing out to me, too, he's on this list of 13, he is one of only three individuals who stayed with one club the entire time. Yeah. So far. Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux, Steve Eiserman. Yeah. Alexander, Alexander, Alexander Ovechkin. Ovechkin. Everybody else has been with at least two or three or four teams. He's definitely fun to watch, too. Like, as Very. a Penguin fan, I'll say that. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, as feel. someone. So, so let's hear it from you. As the Penguin fan. As yeah. the Penguin fan. Yes. Let's hear it. If right. you can give without any bias yes. a comparison between Alex Ovechkin and Sid the Kid, I want to I hear can't. your honest opinion. Okay. That's fine. Give me what you want to give me. Sid, you can't – I feel like in a way you can't compare – because he is a goal scorer. Ovi is a goal scorer. Sid is more of a team player because he sets up beautiful shots for people. He's sure. got the passing game. He's got the footwork. So it's kind of hard to compare him. I'm going to give Ovi. He's fun as hell to watch. He's very talented. He's obviously a talented goal scorer. Like, you can't say no. Beat like, the people shit who out say that he sucks – yeah, that's the thing. It's they play not, two different kinds of games. They two, yeah, exactly. It they is, play yeah. completely different games. Yeah. He, Alexander Ovechkin, power forward as yeah. kind of player who's not going to necessarily look for the He'll knock your teeth rebound out. Goals. Sid will just fall on the ground. That's not entirely on Sid. A lot of that has to do with the organization. Well, yeah. Telling Sid not to fight. But that's – anyway, back to, back to the topic on hand. This debate also reminds – well, now here's the thing. So – the question is, right now, Alex Ovechkin, he's 34 years old. Yes. <clears throat> he is sitting at 695 goals for his career. The top of the list is Wayne Gretzky, obviously, obviously. <laughs> with 894 goals. So right now, he's Jeez. 199 goals away. Now, here's the thing. Wayne Gretzky played until he was 38. Mm-hmm. Alex Ovechkin, 34 years old. He'll be 38 in four more years. Mm-hmm. With the pace that he's still going at, even in his mid-30s, he's killing. very it. feasible. We just looked it up, too. We were all just astounded. What is he at? 39, we say? he had. There's 30 games left in the year, and he has 37 goals. Yeah, 37 goals. So let's just say that the season ended right now, February 3rd, 2020. Mm-hmm. He, scored, he scores no more, no, no more goals. Yep, sits at 37. Sits at 37. In four years to pass this record, he needs to have... Four 50-goal seasons. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest with ourselves. 13 more goals, he's at 50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not including playoffs. Do playoff do goals do playoff goals count towards your total? Is that is that how it is in this sport? Because I, I know in other sports, a lot of times playoff stats don't count. I don't think they do, but I don't think they do. Let's. Just, I, I wish we could see what his number of goals are in the playoffs, right? Yeah. But he uh, can he do it? Pens fans, can he do it? I mean, he's not slowing down. Um, obviously, again, the Washington Capitals system is tailor made mm-hmm. 
Or Alexander Ovechkin. Continue. Yeah. No, I think he can. I, you just said it. I think he can do it. If he continues to play like this, obviously, and continues... I mean, he might even like play longer than Gretzky mm. did. He and could. He, he could. I think he. it's very possible that he could do it. Yeah. It's... Do you riot if he does? No. Okay. He's good. He's good. I mean, he's not Tom Wilson. If Tom Wilson did it, yeah. Mm, Tom Wilson, that rings a bell. Shut up. <laughs> that rings a bell. Sir, let's stick on, let's stick on OB before I go you, on like yeah, a tangent. Do you think, Victor, do you think he can do it? Truthfully, something, I think, me personally, I think he can, but if I'm being honest, something just tells me that he's not going to. I don't know why. This just is just one of those, one of those records. Like they talk about, like untouchable records, records that will never be broken. Yeah. Like Joe DiMaggio's fifty-six game streak. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have, I mean, like I don't know if there's ever going to be another t- NBA team that wins more than seventy-three games. I don't think that one's going to get touched again. But like I remember reading in a book when I was very young that this was one of those records that was just. Like Gordy Howe came close, but didn't Gordy Howe also play for forty years? You know what I mean? Like uh, fifty-seven and a half. Fifty-seven <laughs> and a half. My point exactly. Right. Yeah. And like Yaromir Yager, third on that list, a hundred and twenty something goals down, and he's played for almost thirty seasons. He's also almost played for every team in the league. Exactly. Yes. And while Alex Ovechkin is still playing at this torrid pace and just completely shredding up systems. Mm-hmm. Is his body going to hold up another four years? Like, his body's still holding up now, but is he going to take a hit or something by the end of this year that's going to mess that up the next year? You know what I mean? It's just, at this point in his career, it's too fragile. I feel like if he was about 100 goals away at this point, it would be, obviously, it's more feasible just because he's closer, but I just think with the way that his career will probably sort of, maybe sort of naturally digress, I think it would be more feasible. But now, I I think he might get right there, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if he'll get it. Depending on if playoff goals count or not. Because so, if that counts, then he's obviously just going to have a ton more chances. I I agree. I don't think he is. But not for the same reason. I think he gets to 893 and stops. I think that this record in hockey, 894 goals by the great one, is just one of those things that the players respect, and they're going to leave it at that. Wayne Gretzky is the greatest Interesting. hockey player of all time. And this is a game of respect. Mm-hmm. No other playoff game or no other professional sport in the playoff, after beating the living shit out of each other, mm-hmm. do they line up and shake hands. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's true. It is, the, hockey is the most beautiful sport played. Honestly, basketball is up there too. Basketball, when you watch it, it's a, it's a beautiful sport to watch. I know exactly what you're saying about hockey though. But there's something about the game of hockey that there are – unspoken rules oh yeah there are levels of respect and there are two names both at the top of this list that are remembered for two things you have the gordie howe hat trick assist fight goal mm. probably the probably that, the best thing you can yeah, do in the game. yeah probably like the best like grouping of stats in any sport ever, ever. <laughs> any sport like that you have fight as like an actual yep measurable thing yeah and then you have wayne gretzky you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Wayne motherfucking Gretzky. Yeah. Simple nickname. The great one. The great one. So, you know, you watch a documentary um, 
from ESPN on him, mm-hmm. King's Ransom, what him leaving to did to a singular city and then what him coming to a singular city did. I don't know if there's any other player that does it. Maybe Connor McDavid, if he had le- if he leaves Edmonton, what it would do. Maybe Jack Eichel in Buffalo, Matt Barzell in, in, in Long Island. Mm-hmm. But I don't even know if it would be the same impact. And I think that that level of respect, he will stop at 893, and he will keep it there. Looking at Gretzky, Gretzky's stats is just completely mind-boggling. Is this number next to the goal assists? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So Gretzky has more career assists, it looks like, than Wayne Gretzky has more career assists than number two on the all-time points list. So number two all-time in goals and assists combined is still less than just Wayne Gretzky's assists. It's absolutely insane. He did what – so like when you think of hockey players – you have one thing. You're in a system, but your role is one thing. I can speak to the New York Islanders. Yeah. Brock Nelson, you're going to win face-offs, you're going to score goals. And that's it, you, you, you wonderful son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt Barzell, you are going to outskate everyone. You're going to bring it to the zone. You're going to set up goals. You'll, you'll shoot, but you're going to set up you guys. Mm-hmm. Cases Ezekiel, 5-3, gang, gang. He is going to set the tone of the team, right? He's the fourth line center. He's the identity of the team. He's going to set the game fast. He's going to hit you hard. You probably remember this from the playoff series last year. Very first play of the game, Casey Zekas wins the faceoff. Mm-hmm. They lose the puck. He has a tremendous hit on the on the boards. Yes. Right? Sets the entire tone of the series. Mm-hmm. So Wayne Gretzky did that every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For 20-something years, 20 years. Hockey and Wayne Gretzky is like toast and butter. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, and in that, in by that token, you're right. I just, I think Ovi's going to get right there. I don't think he's going to pass it. Yeah, yeah. Either by timing or sure luck, but yeah. Joe, I think you have some things. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, I'm going to try not to make any death threats this time. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to try. No promises. Definitely yeah. going to try. No promises. Yeah. Speaking of the Capitals. And what was hinted earlier, very obviously. Um, not in particular Tom Wilson, but Tom Wilson. It wasn't hinted at. We literally said his name. Yeah. No. He, um, he's, Tom Wilson drinks pee. Is my favorite NF, or NHL meme. Indisputable fact. Yes. Sterling, he likes the taste. Yeah, he does. Tom Wilson drinks pee. The best NHL meme I've ever seen. And I love it because it's perfect. We also are not saying this as fact. We do not want to get sued for defamation and or libel. No, he doesn't actually drink pee. No. But he but would. You never know. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. he would drink pee. Yeah. So, every time the Capitals play, I'm not just saying this in defense of the Penguins. We can all agree. Ovi's great. We just gave him a lot of love. But the Capitals... The Capitals suck. Yeah, they're good, but they suck. As yeah. in, like, you hate they're to ruthless. watch them play. Yeah, there's, they, like, I saw this thing on Twitter today, and that's what kind of inspired me to want to rant because I always have my little internal rants that go on whenever I see things. Um, it was, uh, it was a promotional thing. For, I think it was actually from the Capitals Twitter page, and it was just like Hornquist getting, like, absolutely illegally boarded, 
just a horrible fucking hit. Mm-hmm. And it just said, welcome to Washington. What, what is that? Like we talked about last week, you know, with the flyers in the Island and the Islanders and how they're physical. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be physical. Mm-hmm. Tom Wilson takes it to a whole nother plane yeah. and they let him do it time and time again. Yeah. But yeah. That, that's also on the officials. Well, yeah, it is. It I'm is. not saying that they're not culpable. It is. It's, it's horrible. He's yeah. going to seriously hurt or possibly kill somebody with the way he throws himself at people. You can't do that. And to use that on your own team's promotional page and be like, welcome to Washington is atrocious. Like we just talked about how classy the game of hockey is. Dude has no class. Yeah. I have, I mean, That's sort of I'm, I'm going to give it to Ovi. Like you heard me. I'm, I'm, I'm not the biggest Ovi fan, but I'm going to give it to him. Tom Wilson has no class and so you can at least respect Ovechkin. I can respect him as much as you may not like him. For Tom Wilson. Yeah. Okay. I need to hear it from your mouth. What? Alexander Ovechkin is a better player than Sidney Crosby. No, I won't say that. Right. I don't. I they're, t- they're different players. They're different players. We tried. I, th- I thought they're I different could players. Try. It's fine. You no, say right. yeah. They're completely. They're right. they're different we'll get players. it one day. One day. Sid, we'll get is, it one day. Sid is good. Sid is great. But we're talking about the Capitals. So shut the hell up about Sid. That'll be a rant for another day. I think we struck a nerve. Oh a yeah, bit. my boy said so. Any any more? I mean, I'll turn it to you guys. The Capitals for me are just like each Philadelphia sports team has like that one team where you just can't get over the hump. Like for the Eagles, mm-hmm. in recent years, it's the Saints. Mm-hmm. They meet the Saints anywhere; they're not going to beat them. Regular season playoffs. If it's, it's the happening. Knicks versus anyone. Anyway. <laughs> Sixers, doesn't seem like they could beat the Celtics when it matters. Eagles, really tough to say. They've sort of been like the one team that can sort of maybe beat anybody recently. But like the Flyers, whenever they play the Capitals, it's like, it doesn't matter how well the Flyers are playing. I don't think they're going to fucking beat them. Mm. It doesn't fucking matter. The Capitals just have their number. I'd be interested in seeing what the Flyers' record against them the past like five years or something would be because they met in the playoff, that the last playoff series the Flyers are in against Capitals. Just wasn't even close. I, I think it was just a slow and painful death. With the Flyers, a lot of that probably has to come to one team playing down, the other playing up. I think we can all understand which one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, on that note, I think the Capitals are, if nothing else, a streaky team. Yeah. So the one team in our, I guess the two teams in the Metropolitan Conference where we all of the teams that we root for live, the one and Pittsburgh just beat them, but it's always yeah, a struggle. It is. Um the one team ruthless. that has their number when they are a healthy team and the New York Islanders are anything but a healthy team right now, mm-hmm. especially with their defensive core, are the New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. With the healthy New York Islanders The Penguins they, too. They w- w- exactly the Penguins definitely have their number too. Right. Um but if you look at what happened to Tampa Bay last year mm-hmm. with this incredible run that's pretty comparable to, to the Capitals, mm-hmm. they might have a very short playoff life. And I think we can all applaud that. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. I sure hope so. I, yeah. Because watching that – like watching the Penguins win back-to-back cups was painful enough. If I have to watch the Capitals win back-to-back cups. Well, St. Louis stopped that for you. That's true, St. Louis. Okay, fair enough. Thank you, St. Louis. But Can't disrespect St. Louis like that. If Washington wins a second cup in a span of three years, I'm rioting. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it'll be, be a single man riot. Washington sports in general, Washington two man riot. <laughs> yeah. 
three man. You can make it a three man. It'll three be a man. three man run. Three man brought run. Brought to you by Amtrail. <laughs> what is it? I don't. Why is Washington D.C. having so much success in their sports recently? Nationals uh, just won the World comes, Series. It all comes away. Capitals, yeah. but like. Well, I guess sick. you know what. That's a really good point. Kansas City just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. The Blues just won the Stanley Cup. Both Missouri teams. Cardinals win. World Series. <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not, all right, all right. Let's not get ahead they of ourselves. They got to cheat. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, they have to cheat. They'll win. Uh, one thing that we, as a podcast, as a blog, are not hoping end soon is the NWHL. We're going to get to that right here after the break. Stay with us. Welcome back to Amateur Hour. Uh, now we want to talk about the National Women's Hockey League, uh, a startup league that we feel deserves a a platform that gets talked. But they deserve somebody talking about them. Yeah, they yeah. need if not that they necessarily need support from us. Like any sport, any league needs support. But like, mm-hmm. why not? You know what I mean? These games can only be exciting and good. It's hockey. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's more hockey. Which yeah, is it's more hockey. Give me more hockey. Small league, small league just starting out. That mm-hmm. probably means everybody's going to be hungry. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Everybody's going to want to, you know, be that team coming out of the gate. Like, we were the first great NWHL team. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. I think on paper right now that might be the Minnesota Whitecaps. But I'm going to ask you boys this. Um, when the Winter Olympics come along, mm-hmm. what is the portion of the Winter Olympics that you're most excited for? Okay. Which, which version? Just hockey. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you this. When I was in college, we would literally email our professors to tell them we're not coming to class from Canada, USA, women's hockey were playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Those games, uh, any of the, the women's games were just tremendous. Mm-hmm. They play their asses off. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. It's just – it's People think it's so much different than watching just the men's version of the sport, but like – It's not. They're just, they're just as talented. They're they're professionals at what they do. And, and, we, and again, we it's more hockey. Exactly. Yes, it's just more hockey to watch. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can go around because we all need. We, you need to have an allegiance. We're gonna yep. support. We're gonna support the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, Buffalo Buttes. Okay. okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Going up to uh, Buffalo there, eh? Going on up oh, there. Going up to Western New York, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I like that. I have Buffalo Beats. That's who I'm going with. With all due respect, yes. I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, least favorite city on the planet. With all due respect. Just figured I'd throw that out there. But if you're from Buffalo, cool. Great wings. I like that. You should probably move. But you should probably move. And this is a guy from Philly saying this, so yeah. ouch. Yeah. Ouch. That's, um, a, that's an ouchie, bro. I'm speechless right now. Yep. All right. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Bills fan. So, Bills fan. Bills fan. Who are you going to yeah, be supporting Bills, Bills fan? fan? Since you clearly don't want to support your hometown Buffalo team. Uh, not from Buffalo. From Long Island. Take a look. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be rooting for the Connecticut Whale. Okay. Uh, I like that pick. Yeah. The season starts on the 15th. We watch all the games on Twitch. Uh, I'm excited. The, yeah. the, the Hartford... Whalers, I think, are a team that the league misses. I think a lot of fans miss them. And the fact that the Connecticut Whale, playing Danbury, mm-hmm. are paying homage to this team that fans of hockey just miss mm-hmm. it is incredibly awesome. 
I can't wait to watch the games. Can't wait to see what the, these women do. Let me just say, too, the fact that you can watch these games on Twitch is genius. Absolutely yes. genius. Having it be that accessible is just amazing. And for that reason, on Twitch this year, when I'm watching, I will be supporting the Metropolitan Riveters out of Monmouth Park, New Jersey, my home state. Yeah. I'm going for them. I think they're going to win it all this year. I like the way things look for them. Here's what I will say, and this is really fascinating. Your two teams play the second game of opening weekend, okay. Buffalo versus uh, Mel- Metropolitan uh, Rivers. 7.30 start time. You can watch it on Twitch. If you, like me, are a fan of the Connecticut Whale, they will be playing the Boston Pride at 6.30 again on Twitch. We can't wait to give you weekly updates. We can't wait to have some of the players on yeah. the pod, yeah. hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> But we know this much. We are most likely going to be the only podcast covering the National Women's Hockey League, and we are very, very excited to do so. And if we're not the only ones, we're happy to join your ranks. Very not happy. Sure. But um, the, just like in the National Hockey League, we can't cover every game. Mm-hmm. Same with baseball. That's why we had the blog. Make sure you check it out. We can't wait to support these ladies. We can't wait to talk about the games. Go Whale. And also just blog, Twitter, everything's going to be in the description of the podcast if you guys yep. are interested. Yep. We'll have links to everything after yeah. the after this episode is out. We just finally ironed out all those details. So look for us on social media and whatnot. We're 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 still building, but we're finally we're finally sort of there. And we're having we're, a good we're time. hitting the ground running. And with that, those are the similarities between us and the National Women's Hockey League. Both startups, <laughs> both looking to to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalize on some early success. Absolutely. Hey, uh, with that being said, go whale. Up next, Victor's got some basketball and some bets. Yeah. Can't wait. See you on the other side. All right, everybody, we're back. And I'm going to be going just a little bit into sort of the college basketball scene right now. Um, This past week, sort of keeping up with the theme of, you know, since the season started back in fall, back in November. Couple top ten teams went down again this week. Um, did they? They did. They did. So, like I mentioned before, I'm a very big Villanova basketball game basketball fan. Heart of the city, Villanova. Um, still, people always like to make the debate: Is Villanova a Philly school because it's on the main line? It's in the suburbs. Yes, still a Philly school. Represent. Stamp it. Don't need to have that discussion anymore. You but heard it here first. You heard it here first. Villanova top we can ten guarantee team. That. We can guarantee it. Top 10 team in the country, number eight, lose at home to a very solid Creighton team. Seton Hall, same conference, Big East, which, by the way, Big East is back. Um, Thank God. They're finally, since Syracuse, Pitt, UConn, since the disbandment a few years ago, um, it really hasn't been much of the same, but it's definitely back. I would like to say it's the best college basketball conference in the country again. Um, Hard to dispute. It's just from top to bottom, when you look at the bottom of the league, teams like DePaul and like Marquette and stuff still have supreme talent, very solid teams, very experienced. Big East, best league. But that's the thing. The parody is starting, is continuing to show itself. Seton Hall, once again, a top 10 team, just got ranked number 10. Seven game win streak in the Big East. Go down at home to a Providence team that's looking very strong. Was supposed to be in the basement. Has beaten a couple ranked teams now up until this point. And this is just, this is why I love watching college basketball. Last week, Duquesne, unranked Duquesne team. Futility for 40 years in college basketball. They take it, 
the number seven team in the country, the Dayton Flyers, they take them to the brink. They only lose by four. They could have very well won that game if it wasn't just for a few mistakes in the second half. Um, and Dayton's got one of the best offenses in the country, one of the highest shooting percentage teams. They average the most assists out of any team in the country. And Duquesne took them right to the brink. It was, I was there. It was a great game to watch. And I suggest that if you don't watch a lot of college basketball now or if you don't watch any basketball right now, start watching college basketball because it's definitely a sport that it's only continuing to grow. Um, hopefully there will be some changes made with the NCAA and stuff in the next few years to sort of make things better for college athletes. Um, but yeah, just once again, this past week has just sort of been sticking along with the same thing. Baylor stayed safe. They're, they've been the number one team. We've been seeing the number one team. Usually as soon as they get ranked number one, they go down the next time. Baylor's sort of holding strong. Um, very solid team down there. Uh, Big 12, good conference. Another funny thing to point out. Big 12, 10 teams. Big 10, 12 teams. Not sure how that happened, but we're there. It's so, the NCAA. It's the NCAA. It just doesn't make sense. It's literally the upside. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I know I told you guys to sit down and watch Duquesne game last week. I don't know if either of you did. But no. The Islanders were playing the same <sighs> Fair enough. I literally had anything other to do, but laundry or something. Well, Joe. I'll get into if it. If you want to add just a little bit of flavor in your life and a little bit of spice. Yeah. Just watch a little bit of I've got basketball. tons of flavor and spice in my life, dude. If you just need a little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, I always say, I'm going to watch this Knicks game, and then I remember I did that most of my childhood, and it was sad. It's just like the Pirates, dude. Yeah, I can dig it. I'm going to watch the Pirates. Oh, no, wait, I don't want to be sad. So um, let me let me ask you this. We're a month out. I think I asked you last week. Dude, who's winning March Madness? So... I think the picture is becoming a little bit more clear. Um, still very tough to say. Um, and I don't necessarily want to just go with the number one team right now, but Baylor, just top to bottom, extremely solid roster. They play a couple guards, but their bigs are competent. That's what happens to a lot of college basketball teams. If you have phenomenal guard play, a lot of times you lack in the post and then where you need to have good bigs. Or vice versa, if you have really good bigs, maybe you're lacking out on the perimeter. Baylor's a very complete team. Um, the Big 12 is a bit weaker this year, which sort of makes me a little bit weary. Um, so while a very large portion of me wants to say Baylor, I think I'm going to have to go with the number two team and say Gonzaga. Gonzaga's just been one of those teams that they finally been, do it. I think they finally do it because in they've come so close so many times in the last decade, championship games the last couple of years, Final Fours, Elite Eights. With the year that college basketball is having this year, I think Gonzaga can finally break through. Mark Few, like I said on the last episode, probably if not the best, one of the best coaches in college basketball, one of the most experienced rosters in college basketball, one of the best fan bases, and one of the best cultures in college basketball. Um, I love it. My money is on Gonzaga. Yeah, so if I were a betting man, which – he is. I am. And as you guys know, I only like to pick winners, which... Whatever last, he's about to say, not guaranteed for your money. Whatever I'm about to say is a guaranteed win. For sure, not guaranteed. On the last episode, I guaranteed all three of my picks, and I would like to admit that all three of them won. Even a broken um, clock is right twice a day. I, like I said, guaranteed winners. I also would like to point out, once again, um, I was the only individual who picked... Um, 
who picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. And I was only eight points off of my score prediction. So, once again, if you want to win money, listen to my predictions. Guaranteed all winners. Uh, guaranteed. Not, not guaranteed. guaranteed. Um, the three picks that I got last time right were Memphis plus two and a half. <laughs> the Grizzlies plus two and a half against the Pistons. Uh, they ended up winning that game. Bucks and Hornets, they went there over their point prediction of 218.5 by half a point. They hit 219 points. And then I also picked Minnesota plus eight and a half at Ohio State. They went in, they beat the Buckeyes by three points. So, going along with that, this week, here are your four guaranteed winners that will be making your bank account just a little bit fatter this week. Also not guaranteed. Tonight, I like the Sixers at the Heat. Heat, one of the best teams in basketball, especially at home. Sixers, one of the worst teams in basketball on the road. Post-All-Star break. Had a little rough already. I think if this team is going to finally start to turn the season around, tonight's the night to do it. Go get a win on the road at the Heat, a team that you haven't been able to really beat so far. Go win. And I think the Sixers do that. I think they do that tonight. So I like their money line, plus 125 at the Heat. Going along with the Philly theme for tonight, I, I like my team's chances here, but not a score prediction. Flyers at Red Wings. Red Wings, probably the worst team in the NHL. Um, Flyers, sort of. Playing a little bit better recently. I think I like the under six goals in that game. I don't think both those teams combined get to six goals. K-State at Baylor tonight, or actually other way around, Baylor at K-State. So the number one team in the country on the road against a very tough Kansas State team. Um, Always a very tough place to go into to play Manhattan, Kansas. Um, While I do think Baylor still wins the game, uh, Vegas is giving K-State seven and a half points. So I like that seven and a half point spread for K-State. They're going to keep it close. While I still think they lose, they're going to keep it close. And then we're going to throw out another one for you here. We're going to, these are where the real money makers are. We're going to go to international football here. Real football. Okay. (laughs) Ball at your feet. Ball at your feet. Beautiful game. Tomorrow night, you have Paris Saint-Germain, Neymar and Kylian Mbappe's team, World Cup winner. 19 years old, they traveled to Nantes <laughs> to face a Nantes team. And PSG, one of the top flight teams in Europe, I like their money line minus 262 tomorrow night against Nantes. So there are your four winners, guaranteed picks. Like I said, you want to make more money this week, you take Sixers money line tonight, Flyers, Flyers and Red Wings under, the K-State plus 7.5 versus Baylor, and then PSG versus Nantes money line. Those are your winners this week. All right, when we get back, we wrap some things up. We have some final thoughts. Um, we just want to say, not, not guaranteed. guaranteed. No. All right, and we're just going to be wrapping up here with some final thoughts. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but podcast looks a little bit different. Feels a little bit different this week. Has anybody noticed anything we've been saying or anything that you know looks different? So here's the thing. <laughs> We got overzealous. We screwed up. Just a little bit. We didn't do our research. Yeah. We didn't read the transcript. We jumped the gun. Jumped the shark. Is that a thing? We we put Descartes before the horse. We counted our chickens before they hatched. All right. So we changed. We had to change the name. What they're trying to say. Real quick, Joe. What was our old name? Amateur Hour. Thank you. What is our new name? On Sports Amateur Hour. 
There we so go. So here's the thing. We polish it up. Not going to lie to you, when you turned it to me, I could not remember. <laughs> when Great we job, tried Jeff. to set up our social media accounts, our website, everything, we realized a couple of things. Amateur hour could be kind of dirty. Yeah. Yes. Can definitely be yeah. dirty. Might be a little nefarious to make a web page pertaining to something involving amateur hour. Correct. Yes. Here's the other thing. There are like a million amateur hours. Mm-hmm. There's one but about there's, horses. There's one about horses. Amateur horses. Yeah. That might be the same thing as a mini horse. We'll get back to you on that. But <laughs> there is but one on Sports Amateur Hour with Victor, Joe, and Brandon. That is this show. We love you for listening. We thank you for listening. Yes. Here are our final thoughts. Victor. I'm going to go first. Um, I'm going to call out a team that I love and – the reason that I'm calling you out is because I love you so much and I only want the best for you. But the Philadelphia 76ers, mm. Mm, just mm. frustrating. I can't even get the words out of my mouth right now because coming into this year, besides the 2008 or 2009 Eagles Dream Team fiasco that occurred, this was definitely the most excited I've ever been for a Philadelphia team. Um, they got all of their hearts as well as mine, absolutely just yanked out of their chest cavities last year with the Kawhi buzzer beater. Worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Most haunting professional sports play I've ever had to encounter. But I only thought that would fuel them to come back with more of an edge to prevent that from happening again. And that just has not happened. They're a solid team. They are still one of the top five teams in the East. Actually, they may be outside of the top five seed in the East, which is kind of despicable. Um, Very good team at home. Extremely piss poor, atrocious team on the road. Get it together. You have one of the best, most generational big men in the entire planet in Joel Embiid. You have an absolute anomaly in Ben Simmons, who needs to start shooting outside shots. We can get to that later. Um, And just a very solid team built around you. So Philadelphia... 76ers, get your shit together. Tonight, like I was saying before, great opportunity to get back on track. Beat the Heat, one of the top teams in the East, on their home court. Get ready for a playoff run, a deep playoff run. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I, I just, I just, uh, I don't have anything to rant about. Um, still trying to recover. Um, just going to shout out my brother, Sam. Uh, my little brother, it's his birthday. Hey, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Sam. Sam. Yeah, happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday. Uh, just want to say I'm proud of you. you Feliz cumpleaños. Perfect. Thank nice. You. That's That was cool, Victor. Yeah. You're yeah. welcome, Sam. Hey, Sam, to another year. Yeah. Best wishes. Best How old wishes. is Sam today? Sam is 24. Hey. 23. 23. 23. 23. Shoot. Sorry, Happy 23rd birthday, Sam. Yeah. Great guy. Proud of him. Good job, Sam. Good beard. Good beard. Shaved Good beard. Shaved middle beard. name is Alan. Somehow he knows middle name's Alan. That's all Sam, we're Sam, Alan, have a wonderful birthday. Yeah. That's it. Awesome. Do you want to sing him happy birthday? I can't sing. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I just want to say to ESPN, do better. Um, we love all sports here on sports, amateur. We really love hockey, I would say. I think Probably. it's um, one of the things that brought all three of us together. Mm-hmm. ESPN, love hockey. If you need us to be employed by you <laughs> to cover hockey, we will happily do so. Yeah. But here's the other thing. 
Don't hide it on your webpage. If it takes me three minutes to find NHL, that is a major sports league in the United States and Canada, you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. There's an entire segment of technology called user experience design. Hire a user experience designer. I'll design your website. I'll do it happily. Do better. better. Nobody needs to see a top 10 of, oh, look at this guy. He had a home run. Yeah, dude, that's his job. There are literally guys getting lacrosse-style goals almost every night. I I guarantee you, I'm not, until next week, ESPN, just do better. And don't forget. Real quick. Oh. Don't forget. New social media. On oh, yes. Sports AH on Twitter. On Sports AH dot pod for the Instagram. Um, you can also call in to our number. It is 619-320-8574. Leave us a message. Let us know if you have any questions or anything you want us to talk about on the next episode. But until then, if you can't be a professional, be an amateur.